Hello and welcome back to Franchise Sports Talk Basketball. We have now reached the end of the regular season, so we are going to rank uh, the playoff teams by our chances, well, what we think their chances are of winning the title. Um, so yeah, I mean, we've, we've still got the play-in to, to happen, so that might change things a bit, but um, as it stands right now with what we're doing. Um, so, Sam, do you want to kick us off with your number 10? Are we going from 10 to 1? Yeah, yeah, we're only doing our top 10 because, you know, the others and no one cares deciding deciding who's got a bigger chance for the Pelicans or the Spurs to win the title seems kind of pointless. Yes, or well, yeah, I think it's possibly pointless even at ten. Maybe I th- I think they're the yeah. opportunity. So I've got the Brooklyn Nets at ten, and I basically don't think they can win the title. Um, Interesting. My justification for them not winning the title is they cannot guard anyone at all, um, and Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving have had to play like huge minutes down the stretch just to get them into the seven seed rather than like down in 10th or something. Um, and Kyrie's numbers since he's, there was all this, oh, it's so impressive he's doing this with without any rhythm nonsense when he was a part-time player. But since he's been a full-time player, he's not been anywhere near as good. Like I oh, yeah. always sort of went more towards the logic of, well, surely he's fresh and everyone else is tired in the second half of the season. And he was dropping 60 on everyone. And it was like, oh, this is amazing. And actually it turns out it's quite hard work playing NBA games like two out of three days, weeks at a time. Um, and so yeah. I, then there's the other thing with them uh, that, that they've got to face like a ridiculous path here. Yeah. And, and I mean, they still have a play into place. They've got at least one extra game in the way um, compared to everyone else, which I think knocks them down anyway. Uh, yeah, and so it's the Simmons, like the vague possibility of Simmons being there gets them to 10 for me, but I think that's yeah. such a small I've, possibility. I've it actually doesn't... got them 9 on mine. Okay. Uh, I... But I mean, by the time I'm getting to like 9, 10, you're still running out, like don't, don't think they've really got a chance. But yeah, I think like like you say, the Simmons thing is if they have Simmons back, like, like get, getting in there, he's playing centre. If he can play that... like 30 plus minutes a night, but I just, I think that's so unlikely. Yeah. Um, but I, I mean, they do also. There is always the thing. I mean, their defense is good, which in the playoffs, I think you need. You need defense. You need to be able to guard people that can guard, like the top players as well, which they don't really have outside of Durant. But yeah, he's and he's going to have to be scoring fifty else. points a night because no one else can guard anyone on this yeah. team. Yeah. Um, but the other thing I think is, you know, you guys that can take the shot or carry the scoring load. Um, you know when it when it's like gets a bit stagnant like it can do and the pace slows down and stuff and i think they they definitely have that at least i mean like obviously like more so than some teams above them but it's just they they're lacking so much in other areas they've got an extra game it's like yeah it's not this year is it for them well they've also got to be in all likelihood three of the top 4 in the east to get yeah. to, the, to get to the NBA finals, and then they I mean, it's, face if the they Suns. if they win the first playing game, they face the Bucks. Are they? Yeah, right. yeah. If they face the lose Bucks. and then win, we're just talk. They could they could do that deliberately, or whatever. Yeah, it that's, seems I think that's ridiculous. Reckless and stupid. Like they're not going to do that. 
They might lose by um, mistake, though. I don't think it's impossible they lose to the Cavs yeah. by mistake. But anyway, that's another. Then, they, then they'd face the Heat. Yeah, and then um, if they if so if but if they face the Bucks, they managed to get past the Bucks, which I'd have them as massive underdogs in that series. They would then face uh, the winner of three six, which is Celtics, who might have Robert Williams back by then. I think we'll come to the Celtics in a bit, and then they'd face the winner of Miami Philly, probably in the conference finals. Like the, all of that, and with the fact that to do any of those, they'd need Durant to play huge minutes, and he is into his thirties, and he has had injury issues in the last like. Even since the Achilles had a couple of like niggling little things, I just think it's like an insane ask. Yeah, um, yeah. So number nine for me. Who have you got ten? Uh, my ten. I have gone for Utah at ten. They didn't make my top ten. Okay. I think I know who you've probably got in there. That I. Yeah, I I decided to go Nets next when I was at nine ten, and then it was. Between Utah and another team for the tenth spot, um, but yeah. I don't have Utah. I mean, I, I don't have that much to say about them other than I just have like I don't think they've got almost any chance. Yeah. Of, of like coming out of the West or anything. Um, no, but I, like I, I I think the the one thing that made me choose them over other teams is they do at least. I mean, they they do always have a good system. Like they they have a clear system that they play with, which I think is important. They and also have. They, they can defend. They might be playing the Lucas Mavericks or like a hobbled Luca in the first round, um, which then is like, well, so that gives them a, an easier path. But we saw them actually. This this is a nice little segue. So I've got the Clippers at nine. Um, okay. We saw the Jazz lose to the Kawhi-less Clippers last year, so that was another thing. Is like well, I just have like no confidence in them to be able to beat basically anyone. Um, and compared to past seasons where they got a top seed, they don't have a top seed this time. My logic is uh, the Kawhi thing seems incredibly unlikely he comes back, but also it's not impossible. Yeah, you're basically baking in the like likelihood of Kawhi coming back. Paul George has been really good since he came back from injury. Uh, he's actually fresh now. They're like plus five points, I think, with Reggie Jackson and Paul George on the court. Like, that's good. Um, I think they're a better team than they were last season and they knocked the Jazz out without Kawhi. Um, the thing, is, I mean, they play Tuesday night. If they win that and then face the Grizzlies in the first round, like, I don't know. I mean, who knows? They've got Robert yeah. Covington and Norm Powell now. Like, I think they obviously need Kawhi to be able to win the title and that's a very small chance. But, I mean, if Kawhi did come back, then they would, like, fly yeah. up this list. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it remains to be seen like how ready Kawhi is. Although, I think as I said before, he doesn't play the regular season anyway, normally much. So, you know, maybe that's not such an issue for him. Um, Who's your eight? Eight. Uh, I think this this could be like quite. Well, I think it's quite low. I've gone for Boston eight. I've got them a lot higher. I thought you would do. Um, I don't know. I try and defend this. I don't know what it is. I just look at the other teams on there that I've got above them, and I don't know. I just I just find it hard to believe in Boston at the moment for some reason. They they are basically the best team in the league um, for like the whole of this calendar year. 
Yeah, but I don't know. They're just. I don't know. Maybe I just undervalue Tatum compared to most people, but I just, like I just don't. Thirty-four and twelve since the time of the year. Yeah. Twelve point seven net rating. I just don't see him on the same level as like some of these other guys that are going to be carrying like playoff favorites. So I'm. I don't know where I've like, got Tatum at. Like I, like you know, Embiid, Yanis, Doncic. Oh, I haven't got He's him just quite on that tier. Um, but for instance, there is another Eastern Conference team who I've got him a tier above, like any of their guys, and I think Man that matters. Indeed. Yeah, and I the thing with the Celtics is so, May, Williams might be back for the second round. I think they beat the Bulls quite easily, um, and basically that unit has just been phenomenal for like three or four months. Um, they're switchable. They've got. I've heard some people sort of like have doubts about Jalen Brown as a scorer, like in the playoffs. So I don't really buy into that. Is like they've got like their two go-to scorers. Um, like the shooting is maybe a bit of a concern because Derek White isn't a great shooter. Marcus Smart is very hot and cold, and Robert Williams obviously a non-shooter I, once he's back. I guess the Robert Williams thing is big because defensively um, with him they were like it yeah. wasn't even close that they were the best defensive team in the but league. Us, yeah, I guess there's a, it's a different question as well, though, of particularly in the East, basically the Yanis and the Embiid issue. Um, it's like, I guess, I guess what, having Robert Williams break out this year like gives them a bit more of an answer to that question. Because before, I'd just say they've just... Horford has done well against both of them in the past, but he's obviously older. Yeah. Um, if they've just got Horford, I mean, that's the thing, is if it's just Horford as their... And like Daniel Tice, and they go into a series against either of those guys, then yes, that's a problem. They've got Williams and then Horford, and then they use Grant Williams yeah. a bit, and they've got Tice to take some fouls. If they've got that, I don't worry about them so much there. Um, and Williams is a lob threat offensively, is really important as well. Yeah. Just makes it so much easier for the perimeter guys. Yeah, I think for me, for me in the East, it's just, um, yeah, like. Like you say, I mean, maybe Williams helps, but he's like coming back from an injury as well. And I guess maybe by the time they get to facing those guys, he'll be back. He would have been back for a bit. But yeah, it's just the how how teams are going to deal with Giannis and Embiid as combined with the. For some reason, in my mind, I'm just not quite as high on Tatum as other other guys that are, like, you know, leading these teams. I'm not quite as high as I am on some of the other elite guys, but I think the players around him are a higher level than some of the other teams. Um, so on, like, that kind of note, I've had to drop the Mavericks down here because the Luca thing, which just completely sucks because they've what? been awesome. What? So what, wait, so what, what is the Luca thing? Well, he had, went off with a calf strain yesterday, and there's just all this like new stuff coming through about like MRIs today, okay. and they think it's relatively minor, but it's right. like a minor calf strain is a problem. Yeah. So yeah, I I didn't know about that to be honest, but um, I mean, I guess there's still like remains to be seen of what the actual like prognosis on that. Um, so that's what I've got the Mavericks yeah, that in might... eight, which I don't feel good about. You've got Dallas in eight now. 
but yeah, the, 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 there might have been like four spots higher if it wasn't for that, because it's just so they yeah they've got Utah in the first round, and it's like well, they if they don't have Luca like somewhere near being Luca, even that could suddenly get like a lot trickier. Um, and as well as they've now built a team around him, and Dinwiddie's done really well for them in the fourth quarter, particularly, and stuff just looked better since that trade that seemed weird at the time. It, like they're they're completely a Luka Doncic team. Like if Luka Doncic is not the kind of like MVP level player he's been for the last three or four months, then they're not even close to being a contender. And that yeah. calf issue is enough to like worry me. Just as like he he's not going to because yeah. this there's important to note as well. This is not. Uh, who are the best teams necessarily? Although they're kind of similar things, I suppose. But I've done this completely on like your chance of winning the title. Yeah. And so if, if they need to yeah, win, yeah, I think that series, if he's got, going into it with an injury, yeah, it would be absolutely incredible if he managed to lead them to a title because they'd be leaning on him so much as well with a bit of an injury. But you know, maybe he will, and it'll be like the greatest story of all time. But yeah, the the injury does change it. I think. He's I mean, also got a few days. I mean, the play-in buys him a little bit of time, which helps. Yeah. He's got like a week, which maybe, if it's a really minor thing, maybe that's enough. But yeah, I don't there's know. a chance that he recovers a bit from that. Did you say they said they got the Jazz in the first round? Yeah. Yeah, like that's... They're not being the Jazz, definitely being the Jazz around him, are they? No. No, or you get into this like it becomes a really deep series and like Luca's playing on one and a half legs and he has having to play 45 minutes in a game six. I don't know. Like, yeah. it just, it, it it makes everything feel much less comfortable. Um, yeah, so that, that they're my one that's down in eight. Where did you have them? Uh, I, I had them in four, actually. Which but I don't the, think is unreasonable. Actually, no, I've got them. Okay. So I'd written two teams four and five and I kind of switched them. They're kind of, I kind of have them neck and neck. But I think that injury news definitely pushes them down to at least five when the other team is. Who's your seven? So seven, I've got the heat. Okay, I've got the sixes in seven. Okay. I've gone, well, the heat, I may have had them higher. Uh, I mean, as I think other podcasts this season, I'm always going on about like the potential there of like they've, they've not had all the guys fit. Then they did have all the guys fit, and there was a, like it didn't go that well, and then there was arguments, and it's like so that's kind of pushed them down a bit for me compared to if they hadn't ha- that hadn't happened. Because there's a bit of signs of you know Jimmy Butler just starting to uh, annoy everyone uh, <laughs> as he does eventually. So yeah, that kind of pushed them down a bit. But I still think there is the I mean there's obviously there's the heat, just the heat thing. They seem to they always kind of feel like they're made for the playoffs a bit. The big games, they kind of just perform at like a level higher than like the course of their players necessarily. And they actually have good players, um, although not great, maybe as you were alluding to earlier. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I think it's, it's kind of the tricky thing. It's kind of that balance of I was like super high on them because they're the heat. And they've got like, I don't know, this this like experienced but young like lineup 
with that feels like it should have a lot of like options. Like which maybe like well the half court offense has been really bad, hasn't it, all year, which doesn't play well for the playoffs, but I don't know. They're, they're lying I don't think it's not like... been horrible. It's more like the theory of it. I think that's the biggest issue I have with the half court and how they balance lineups offensively and defensively. So like Butler is basically not a shooter anymore. Bam obviously can kind of do mid range stuff, but not anything outside. Tucker, like I mean, standing in the corner is kind of spacing, but like his shooting is not what it was either. Yeah. And then we've been there's been a lot of examples, and even recently. Like where Tyler Hero has just been like attacked relentlessly defensively. And obviously that can happen to Duncan Robinson as well. And if they don't have at least one of them on the floor, the offense doesn't have enough shooting. But that's exactly what's going to happen at the end of playoff games is they've needed Tyler Hero on the floor to run the offense. And it's like, well, that seems not... Like there's a chance Kyle Lowry just like rolls back the years. I think that's quite possible. And we've I, seen I him do it with the Raptors. A, I think there is a chance Kyle Lowry... Is, I, yeah. I mean, I think he's going to be that. very important in, in some level. And yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if he ramps up the scoring a bit in the playoffs. I think he um, has to, because if they rely yeah. so much on guys who basically can't guard anyone, um, there's going to be matchups here where that's a real problem for them. Yeah. I don't know. It, yeah, it's a, they're a tricky one. So I basically pushed them down a bit to where I may have had them a few weeks ago if we'd done this. I've also, um, yeah, the best player in series thing um, is kind of reductive and maybe overdone, but I like I don't think it's that close with them and the other, like the other top three in the East. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's not for most of the East, really. I mean, it's maybe Jimmy Butler, but I just say he doesn't shoot anymore. He's kind of, yeah, not, no, nowhere near the level of those guys at the moment. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm not 100 percent sure I'd take Butler over Drew Holiday now. Like I, I yeah, so I, but, and that when you get to that sort of position, is you just end up at like a kind of talent deficit that is just difficult to overcome. I think. Yeah. Yeah, I still think I'm sort of like um, split about it, really. So where like, did you where did you have? Sorry, go on. I know I wasn't going to say much. Just that they're. Um, yeah, it's kind of split about between their talent level is probably not as high as some of these guys, like best player and all that stuff, but then also the heat and the kind of players they have, I think, as well for like a tough playoff series. I think they've, they've got the guys for that, maybe, but um, yeah. Yeah, go on. Where did you have the Sixers? Because I've got the Sixers in seven, just below the heat. Okay, so the Sixers were my other team that I had sort of switching four and five with Dallas. Okay. So that they so with with the news of the um, the Doncic injury, they are four for me now. Yeah, the pro- the reason I've got them so far down is Harden has been like really quite bad for a while. Yeah. Um, and I could I could think thing. of a lot of reasons to push them down. I think the tieball thing is very significant. Like Embiid also in the playoffs is generally, and we've been able to blame it on like Simmons' spacing impact and all that stuff, just being a factor. But Embiid has not been the same guy in the playoffs. Yeah, although this he's has also, also not been, been his... this regular season. He's not been this guy either. So we'll see. But yeah. they, I'm not that confident in them being Toronto. Embiid 
and Nick Nurse throws all sorts of stuff at Embiid. They've got all of these like massive wingspan guys that could just cause chaos and get in his eyes and just make it that he can't read the double team and get the ball out yeah. and all of this stuff. And they have no tie ball in that series, which is a problem. Oh yeah, cool. because it's basically he's their one like plus defender. Or away when they when they're in Toronto anyway, they don't have him. Yeah, he's their one plus defender, and Toronto have been really really good. Yeah, I think that's the thing as well is beyond tie as well is the is wing defense. Um, it felt like a couple of years ago, or maybe even a bit more now, they, they were just absolutely stacked in that department. And now, I don't know. Doesn't They're seem not. like there's a lot there. Well, it's basically Tybal and like an elderly Danny Green um, is what you're looking at. And it's like, well, that you can't put Danny Green, he's still smart enough defensively, but you can't just put him on someone for a game yeah. and he's going to do much. Um, so I think that's a real problem for them. Uh, like if they get deeper into the playoffs, I don't think it's a foregone conclusion, though. No, I, I think though the the way that well, I mean the reason I put them higher is, I don't know that you have the Embiid factor, like I talked about earlier in the East, as it's been for the last few years, the Embiid Yanis thing of like how are you going to guard these guys, and I feel like there's there's never really like a perfect answer to that. It's like like they're just yeah, you're not going to limit them that much. And kind of, I mean, with Harden as well now, and like Maxi, it's kind of just makes that even harder, I think. Well, the Maxi piece is really interesting because Harden doesn't have the same burst as a scorer. I mean, his passing is still valuable. Can Maxi translate his playoff stuff, his his regular season stuff into the playoffs? Because young guards, you often see where they break out in the regular season first and it gets the playoffs and everything's just more difficult. You're against better defenses all the time. People are schemed for you individually, properly. Um, and I mean, that yeah, they need him to be like the kind of 18 points a game guy that he's been this year. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, so we're a bit part on, apart on those. And so you've got Dallas and Philadelphia. Eight so and seven, respectively. Eight and seven. And I've got them four or five. He's literally the Luca thing that's made Dallas tumble. Um, yeah. For Philly, it's partly that I think I'm like I've been high on the Raptors like all year, and they're playing really well. And that traditionally Embiid has struggled against Nick Nurse, uh, Nick Nurse's schemes and stuff. Um, yeah, I don't know. It, it feels like it would be kind of miraculous if the Six make it out. But then I guess that's often how it goes in the playoffs. Is yeah, it it, it can look. I mean, it, it kind of a lot of time it kind of feels miraculous unless the favorite makes it out. Yeah. I think. Um, so your four five was Dallas and um, we've missed. Yeah, we've missed six. We've done. So you've got the Grizzlies in six. I do have the Grizzlies in six. Yeah. <laughs> that's some, that's well, some, I was basically some introduction nice there. I was basically out of teams. It was like either that or something ridiculously controversial where like <laughs> you put the Hawks in there or something. I've gone for the Pelicans. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Zion's going to come back. Yeah. I th- um, so, so I think that's a bit low for Memphis. I mean, well, yeah, this is the thing. I mean, you, looking at their record, yeah, it's low. Um, but then also do, do young teams that have just broken out, basically they've had like their first like properly good regular season. Do they ever win the title straight away? Um, I think 
No, but then there are teams that have got like to the finals, and then it's like, well, anything can happen. Um, I think usually we like talk down depth, and I think we probably already have in this podcast, but they have so much depth that I think that does actually matter. Um, I think it's relevant, like if someone's just suddenly can't shoot one night or at the start of a series, yeah. they can just put someone else in that's like as good as them. Um, it'll be really interesting because they are heavily dependent on transition. If they manage to just keep running up and down the court and get yeah, the think, game in transition and get, maybe the, they the force loads of turnovers as well. It's, yeah, they, but yeah, the, the fact they do rely on transition so much and it's the, the game's always going to be slower. Even if they can get some transition points, it's going to be less than the regular season. Um, so yeah, that's kind of my reasoning. Like, it's a, yeah, a bit like I don't know they're they're a young team that's kind of performed better than ever expected in the regular season, and a lot of time when teams do that, uh, you know, it's like good, and then they and then they're disappointing in the playoffs, and then they make some changes, and then they're good in the playoffs. I, I feel like the way it goes quite a lot. That's quite possible. There's also a chance here. Um, I mean, they might have. Uh, wait, their, their most likely matchup is the Timberwolves, which will be a really fun series, actually. But you take Memphis in that for sure. Um, is possible that stuff just falls for them a bit? Yeah, so it would be Timberwolves, um, and then, and then Warriors or uh, Nuggets. And so part of it is, I think the West could like open up, particularly after this Luca thing, it's felt quite open behind yeah. the Suns for a while because the Grizzlies have been there and no one's really like believed in it. And it's like, well, so the Warriors, I mean, we'll come on to them soon, I'm sure. There's definitely like uncertainty there about like, I mean, we, yeah, Steph hasn't played in a while now. Um, and they say he's on his way back. And Steve Kerr gave a thing about, yeah, we think he'll be back for the first game of the first round. Okay, uh, like I, yeah. So it's like, well, that, then it's like, well, what if Luca's calf thing is actually a problem, and it's just like you could see how stuff kind of falls, yeah, in their direction. Like they end up playing the Nuggets in the second round, and then it's like, well, yeah, they should definitely beat the Nuggets. I, I, that's that's part of it for me is like particularly the fact that Jar came back when Jar was going to do what Steph was supposedly doing, where he's just going to come straight back for the playoffs. That always is a bit freaky, isn't it? And now it's like, well, Jar came back and he, he looked like Jar Moran again. Um, yeah. Okay. So, as you were. Yeah. Okay, so that's... Who have you got six? Uh, I've got the Heat at six. The Grizzlies okay, at so five. Only, so you've got the Heat one spot higher than me. Um, you got, got anything else to add on the Heat? No, I, I've just got like weak spots on defense, uh, potential spacing kind of problems, um, which are both yeah two problems like in half court situations at both ends really. Um, is that balancing the lineups? I think could be challenging. Yeah. In certain matchups. Okay, so that is that's the bottom half done. I won. I've also done four and five for me. Um, so that basically, I mean. The bottom half is kind of the teams that it's like, yeah, they're not really expecting them to have that much of a chance. Generally, I'd say. Yeah. Um, what should we should we go for your four and five to, to catch up? 
Well, my four is the Celtics, who we've covered a fair bit, who I might have had in three if Williams wasn't hurt. Um, yeah, basically just about that. Loses. It's a two-way impact. Um, I think they'll beat the Bulls without him. I think if they got the two seed, I'd pick them to beat the Nets without Williams. I don't fancy them as much in a second round against anyone, actually, uh, without him. Yeah. So I'm, that's very dependent on the the prognosis that he can come back for the second round. And he's relatively okay, um, which is obviously a bit of an ask. But by the sounds of it, like, you know, it's a, a minorish procedure and they're doing it this way so he can come back and play at a decent level. Um, and in that case, if they're then anything close to the team they've been since Christmas, I think they have to be... I I basically had them, like... Yeah, on their own second tier in the Eastern Conference, quite a bit ahead of the Heat and Sixers. Okay. Yeah, so you've got them, in terms of the East, you've got them ahead of the Sixers, whereas I've got them, the Sixers, the other way around. I've kind of got them with the Heat and the Sixers above. I've um, got, yeah, I've got the Heat and Sixers on a like, yeah, they're three and four, but a bit of a way behind, I think. Okay, that's kind of interesting. Yeah. I mean, the Sixers and the Celtics actually ended up with the same regular season record, didn't they? Well, I guess Celtics Celtics did a lot better in the second half. Um, yeah, and I mean, a, a lot, lot better at both ends. Um, and they've there was some stuff about some of their players not being vaccinated when it looked like they might face Toronto. And then Al Horford said he was, but it's just like not having that kind of issue, I think is probably quite useful. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the, yeah, for the Sixers, the like first round is actually a little bit of a worry compared to most of the teams that um, are like contending. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um who so I mean I guess we've got the who, same so top who's your, three. Who's your who's your five? Did you say five? Grizzlies. Okay. So yeah, so we I've I've got Grizzlies six. You got Grizzlies five. The differences really are Boston and the Sixers. And Dallas. Dallas, because but that's partly because I didn't know the didn't I hadn't heard about the Doncic news. Um, I mean, that one's a really difficult one, though, because we don't have, like, any sort of outlook on that injury. Yeah, I think that's the thing as well, is what, why I maybe it wouldn't have affected mine that much. Is at the moment, it's like, we don't really know. Like, is it just, like, a bit of a niggle? It's like, you'll, you know, even it, when he's playing, like, he'll play, he'll play for it, and then it will be better, even when he's playing, you know. Even if it is that sort of thing that like we touched on earlier, I just think how big a workload you'd have to... Because we've done this on chance to win the title, I think having him anything less than 100% has a really, like, what seems disproportionate impact on their chance to actually win the title itself. Yeah. We've just seen before people carrying injuries through a playoffs, like the whole playoffs. Is if he got this calf thing in the conference finals, I maybe like, okay, fine, he'll just play through that for a bit. But I, I don't know. It, it seems the sort of thing that just going through it 
So a lot of games potentially still got to play on that. Yeah, but that's but what I mean though is I guess some some injuries. I mean I don't know. I'm not an expert on this, but some injuries. I don't know. Like you play for it, and it's not just like it's. You know, it's like maybe by the end of the playoffs, he 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 is basically, you know, it's like he's fine. Yeah. Or it, it, it could be this week that he's got now that he basically recovers if it's a really minor strain. But maybe we might that might have been announced while we're doing this podcast. Who knows? Yeah, or while people listen to this over the next few days. So. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, let's not go into that too much, I suppose. So, yeah, we've then got, yeah, top three is the same. And I guess this is where the ordering comes. I mean, I assume it's the same. Actually, we've not said... I mean, it it would be remarkable if one of us has got someone that I mean, wasn't on the other's top ten. You got the Spurs top then. Yeah, I've got I've got <laughs> Spurs, Pelicans, and Hornets as my top three. Yeah, um, I actually went um, went for the Hornets top though. <laughs> really <laughs> massive, massive Lamelo Ball fan. Yeah, yeah, I am. I mean, yeah, I think he's really going to um, going to break out at the playoffs <laughs> in one go. Yeah. Yeah, okay. So okay, seriously. I mean yeah. Um so who have you actually got number three then? I've got the Golden State Warriors. So, okay, I've got the Warriors three. That's a bit boring, isn't it? I feel like we end up with the same order. We I think it's hard not to have that, to be honest. Yeah. Um I I think like like you said, is they are there's uncertainty of like stuff coming back. they second half they've not been great. But then there I think there is also if it goes well, you know, they've, they've done it loads of times before. It's Draymond, it's Steph. Clay they've Thompson got, they, and finished averaging Wiggins, 20. They, now compared to like before, he's, he's good. Compared now. to Kevin Durant, is that what you're going to say? Yeah. No, no, not, not that. But obviously, obviously not that. But you know, you know what I mean? They've... Like, like they have, I mean, like last season, was last season? Yeah, last season when, no, earlier this year, it was absolutely obliterating people, weren't they? Well, basically, Steph was going to win the MVP. Then he started getting all spooked out by the three-point record. Draymond got hurt, and then everything just sort of, it didn't quite crumble, because, I mean, they're still the three seed. But yeah. they were like neck and neck with the Suns for a while. And still... As is pretty much the case through their whole careers, when Steph and Draymond are on the floor together, the Warriors are a hell of a team, and it's just a question of if they can both stay healthy enough to play significant yeah. minutes together. And, and, and Clay Thompson, all, yeah, Clay Thompson, a game. Like, yeah. But did, what, is that we ended up with? Yeah, I think so. And o- like over thirty-eight percent from three, which is not—it doesn't sound amazing—but that's like a lot of that time was playing. Well, they played one game together, I think. They're yeah. big three. They played one game. And I think yeah, Steph so got like 47, with, didn't with he? With Steph on the floor, Clay's percentage goes up a fair bit. 38.5 from three for Clay Thompson, 20.4 points per game. Um, and in four of the last six, he got 33 or more points, including 41 against the Pelicans on Sunday night. Well, is this this Clay? This Clay Thompson, yeah. I mean, he's he's, he's also so sour a few games in that period. There was quite a bit of rest in there, but yeah. like, basically, he's got it in him to have shoot over twenty five times in a game and drop like thirty five yeah. points. And if then 
because also Steph before he got hurt, there was all this like he slumped while we were here. He actually started coming out of it before he got hurt. He got back to yeah. shooting like over forty percent from three and that kind of thing. This this is the thing is like you say it's is um, what Steph is like coming straight back. Um, but like if Steph is Steph, then they are definitely like third, and it's like. I don't know that in some ways there's an argument that they could, you know, if if it goes well, I don't know. It's just difficult to bet against this, the Warriors, like Steph and Draymond and Clay, in the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you could go as far to say it would be sort of reckless to completely bet against them. Yeah, I mean, that, oh, I mean this was the game they played together once. Steph got forty-seven points and hit seven threes. Clay got 20 on 19 shots and hit four threes. Draymond only played 20 minutes and got six assists. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. I basically, basically though, Jordan Poole as well, actually. Jordan oh, Poole yeah, has been on fire him. for like the back half of the year. Yeah, and they, they were also actually the start of the year before the injuries and stuff. But weren't they like just incredible defensively? Yeah, they, like, they were like as good everyone. defensively as the Celtics have been in the second half. Is they started the year just like multiple points ahead of anyone else? Yeah. Um, something that's the thing is there is with like this year with this group of players, they have been basically the best team in the NBA, as well as the experience of well, like Steve Kerr, obviously like coaching the playoffs, he's like with multiple championship coach and the players, and won about a million as a player as well. Yeah, so you've got all that, but it's just the uncertainty that puts them beneath the others. Um, They're on their own tier for me, particularly, I I might have actually had the Celtics ahead of them if Williams was healthy, like I mentioned earlier, but Williams is not healthy. Um, So I've got top two gap, Warriors gap, I think, really. Okay, let's let's do the top two then. Um, What order have you got? I've got Bucks, then Suns. Yes, so... Um, Which I think is kind of controversial, given to like lots of other podcasts I listen to have been sort of the Suns should be the overwhelming favourite, and I mean they have had basically a season that when teams have a season like this, there's this dominant, and they are did they finish? Yeah, they were fourth in offense, third in defense. That's insane. Seven point five net rating, sixty four wins, all of this stuff. That is like the teams that do that. I can't remember the exact numbers for unfortunately. Um, should have done my research, I guess. They they win the title like most of the time. That, that's what happens. Is if you're that good, it's like a load of the Bulls, obviously some Warriors teams, load of other teams through the history of the game. If you're that dominant, you win the title far more often than you don't. Yes. Um, one thing I would like to point out though, as well, is, I mean, remember the box was sixteen twenty two in eighteen nineteen. Yeah. And basically, a lot of time it turns out is, yeah, regular season record kind of doesn't matter that much. Unless you are overly dominant, like like the Warriors teams and stuff. Well, 64 and 18 when, is quite overly dominant. Yeah. But, but I mean, I don't know, but talent level as well. That's what I mean. It's like, you know, where, where you just say any any game... They've got the best player, maybe the two best players on the court, like most games. In the Warriors' case, sometimes like the four best players on yeah, the court. Yeah, exactly. That's what I mean. In, in that case, whereas the Suns, 
in all these playoff series, well, the, like most of them, like, well, late in the playoffs, they're, probably, they're not going to have the best player, probably. I mean, again, it's reductive, but like the greatest player, I think, and on the floor and everything. But, um, I mean, yeah, they're they're a really great team. Got lots of great players. Um, I mean, I've got them second. I'm talking them down here, like I'm like I've said, I've got no chance. But also, it's just, uh, yeah, it's the. I think people can put too much weight on the regular season record because also, I mean, basically the Bucks were that good. They could have probably carried on being that good in the regular season, but they just they realised, you know. Yeah, I think this is the well, thing that's happening with them being. It sounds so ridiculous, so they've they slept on is too strong, but a little bit of like most people have now got them as their favourite to win the East again because Yanis did that thing where you just played the Nets and the Sixers twice in he's over three days didn't he and they won both of them because he went supernova yeah. oh yeah oh they've got that guy and they just won the title yeah maybe they're going to come out the east yeah maybe and it's I mean, like i think people forget i don't well maybe they forget but i don't know it's like people forget that he was a bucket is that what you're saying yeah people forget Yanis as <laughs> a, a bucket <laughs> but i don't know i think he's just incredible really it's like he's there's all this stuff before so when Talking about that, when they were great, reg- Bucks were had that great regular season a few years ago, and then they decide to stop worrying about regular season. They want a title. Since then, Giannis has become quite a lot better player. That's how ridiculous it is. Well, and they've got Drew Holiday, Drew Holiday, yeah. who is genuinely really underrated at both ends of the floor. I mean, particularly on offense, I think, because it's like I, he's this defensive guard. Is kind of the almost cliche about him and he's a lot more than that um and chris middleton we've seen him do it in the postseason like in games when they didn't have yanis last year chris middleton just like came up massive yeah um i know what you mean with phoenix given how well devin book has played in over the last few months i don't know like of their playoff opponents in the west i mean they'd have the best player if they played the grizzlies i think um they would against the jazz which what, could be their second what, round matchup. So Booker over John Moran. I think just about, particularly because if you look at them as two-way players, the Booker yeah. is actually like does defend a bit these days. Um, and then like, well, not against Denver, obviously, and not you still take Steph Curry if he's fully healthy, and you take Doncic. Um, yeah, but he's close. It's relatively close. But obviously, if they play the Bucks, it's it's not that close. And if you get a fully healthy Doncic, I suppose it's, it's there's quite a, a gap there. But then there's such a well-oiled machine at both ends of the floor, um, yeah. and then they've also got Chris Paul as like this. You kind of know he's gonna like we're saying about Kyle Lowry, but where Chris Paul's uh, cruise control in the regular season is less, is like a is a higher level, is less powerful. Yeah. He basically is still playing harder um, and more aggressively, I think. I don't, I don't feel bad about putting the team that... Particularly as they're the 1-2 and they played each other last year. Yeah. And the Bucks beat them last year. I, I, think, I know yeah. that's very simplistic, but... Um, I don't know. I, I'm very much... I kind of have the Bucks as the number one team here. As in, like, I need to see someone beat Giannis in the playoff series now. I, I'm like, yeah. I would not be surprised if they just win this year and everyone go, oh yeah actually yeah yeah maybe maybe that's not surprising 
maybe that seven foot guy that now seems to he's making free throws now. Yeah. You know, like and, he did the finals, and it was just like, oh, and, and like, he has range. Freak thing. Yeah, and it's like, oh, if he's going to do that, then it, they've got enough stuff around him. They lost PJ Tucker, but Bobby Portis has been really good for them when they've needed him. So they can play smaller with Portis. They can go even smaller still if they want to and not play him. They've got a backer as a sort of insurance policy for Lopez, who's back as well now. Um, yeah. And Grayson Allen is a useful shooter to have around next to Giannis. Um, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It, it feels like it can kind of get overthought that bit, I think. Yeah. Anyway, I think we're done. I think we've done. Yeah, yeah. We've, com- we've completed it now. We've completed the rankings. Just in the nick of time. Um, and yeah, I mean, there's, there's going to be a good playoffs. I mean, it's always good playoffs. I don't, it's kind of meaningless saying that, but you know, we'll, we'll do some during the playoffs too, some of this, because there's going to be lots to talk about. So um, yeah, speak to you next time, everyone. Bye. Bye.